When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joined now on the podcast by a guy who is rarely in Toronto, at least from what I understand, Lucas Rossi. Hello. <laughs> who needs an applause button? <laughs> you <and> me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Lucas, man, like uh, I, we exchanged some tweets like maybe six, seven months ago. I'm like, yo, you got to come on the podcast next time you're in Toronto. And you're like, uh, I'm rarely in Toronto. Yeah. And now here you are. Here you are. Yeah, man. I. Uh, it, it's funny. My, I haven't seen my... Uh, my friends or my family in in quite some time man and and uh it was time to come home and and i figured uh you know i want to see my pops and my pops is you know everyone's getting older you know including myself and everybody gets fucking older but it's funny man because after you know almost it feels like a decade you know everyone has changed so much and i don't want to disappear in like you know i guess what i'm trying to say is i don't want to like miss my 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 family and friends getting older. I want to get old with them too, as much as I can. So, uh, and I want to fucking have a blast. So I figure I come down to Canada, rock some shit, play a <laughs> show, play a show or two, and and uh, come do this uh, interview with you. We have a, a weird history. I tweeted you a photo. Of, I was much larger back then. Uh, I think in Cornwall you did a show, and mm -hmm. I was the MC who brought you on. That's and, right. Yeah, and and then I think we were like, we, was it like I was part of your entourage for like forty eight hours or something. We did like a show in Ottawa and then Montreal. Yeah, and uh, and that kind of tour. And uh, it's kind of blurry the 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 details. There was a hot tub. I don't know. But, Absolutely, there's always a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been spending a lot of time in LA. Like that, that was kind of like the last time I heard of you in Canada, and then you were poof, an LA dude. Uh, yeah. And what was what uh, I guess bring us up to speed? Uh, I actually I'm producing. I produce records. I, I've worked. You know, I did some stuff with Queensrÿche and numerous bands, and and I just kind of uh, latched on to that. I took a, a hiatus from, uh, you know, playing out, and I just really wanted to hone in on uh, what other people are doing because I think the state of music uh, in the past ten years, you know, ten years to to the date is um, is pretty shit, and um, I think it's fast food music, you know, and I didn't I didn't want to be in in a bowl of that shit you know i just wanted to kind of go away and i learned i've learned so much from the bands i've produced and like um it, it really opened up my mind to different genres different you know people's uh ups and downs in life it's 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 amazing because as an artist myself you you're always consumed in your own thoughts and your own music but it's very interesting and intriguing to say the least to um for an artist to let me into their life you know because it was always a reversed scenario um but yeah i uh, i moved out to nashville for four years and uh really learned uh, you know 
how to rock shit when it comes to recording not the live stuff you know like so i you know i i got my just desserts out there man because you know when you think that you're all that in a bag of chippy chips you're, you're fucking not um so yeah those those nashvillians they really uh they show me what's up man so hats off to you guys cowboy hats off to you guys <laughs> <laughs> there must be so many unheralded names in nashville too obviously we we know that the stars that come out of nashville we know the band names but it, i think nashville is a town of of uh of of producers of a band of of uh i don't want to say machinery but it's it's a it's where shit gets made mm-hmm. and um who are some of the names that you've worked with there that maybe aren't household names? Names of, of just really people that are good at their craft. I, I to be honest, everybody I worked with, I moved uh, on the street in these these condos, and it's so funny that ev- uh, six months into moving there, I had produced a record for five of the houses literally beside my house. So. It was like I, I ha- it was like God was telling me like just just chill out here for a bit and you're gonna learn some things and and I truly did um, and so I filled up on that and then I, I, I you know I was done with Nashville and I think my family was as well so we we moved back out to L.A. and um, I did some some work with uh, Limp Bizkit's bass player and uh, Tommy Lee and a bunch of you know crazy fools which I loved to death. Um, now like, you got to know Tommy Lee through the the Rockstar show. Yeah. And that's where you guys and then you guys have kept in touch since? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was just texting last night. We did a me and uh, him did a Prince cover when you're mine and he, I just sent him the session and and he's tripping out like, "Luki, we're going to fucking rock this shit." Like <laughs> it's really cool, man. He's uh he's the biggest sweetheart, man. So uh it's good to be back there but now it's funny I, I went out to LA for a year and now I'm moving back to Nashville so yeah I think it's time to get back on that horse you just what you just you're just feeling getting back into the Nashville scene you just yeah man it's LA is just it's not the way it was like in the 90s and like you know everyone was just like on fire everyone wanted to get it you know and now it just seems kind of like that was the place that people used to get it you know, and, it, and it, I don't want to be around that. I want to be in a place where people are inspired and inspire me. You could go into like the shittiest dive bar, and there's like I went into this one place in Nashville, and there's these these chicks up there, and I'm like, all right, I'll stick around, have a drink, and watch them. And they blew me away, dude. Like flawless playing, and I was just mesmerized. Like shit, I got some homework to do, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good, right? Sitting beside me is uh, my best friend because you can't see, you can't see us, but you can hear it. Uh, is John Jameson, my uh, best friend, uh, drummer from Cleavage, my first band. And somehow he works with my lady, and then she just said, "Yeah, this guy is playing drums for Lucas Rossi in his podcast?" Question mark on a text, and I'm like, "Yes." Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of in the connection. Uh, so it goes all the way back to like high school, John. Um, way before that. Way before it. Probably since we were like five. Wow. Yeah, we uh, we were little tykes. Yeah. You were on the the Fisher Price guitar, and he was on like the pots and pans. Literally, dude. I I recall in his garage. This was this sounds super lame, but it's it's kind of awesome. We drew guitars on uh, cardboard and cut them out. This is how young we were, and just started to dream. And I think that's there's. 
there's a um, there's a starting point for all dreams, man. And and this fine young man has uh, been a part of it for my whole life. Your upcoming gigs. Uh, so you're you're kind of doing these with him, right, John? Like you guys are absolutely are, yeah going around. It's so cool, man. Like my fans. Ever since the show, it's been almost a decade, dude, and still rabid and awesome like the one thing about me is man like i won't do anything i won't put out any music unless it has something to do with the the trials of my life and my fans because i pay attention online and i do check my messages and i try and respond to everybody and that's essentially that's that's key to a real musician man because you don't write music for yourself you write it for healing for all of our fucked up lives you know hopefully it's been yeah wow it's been 10 years yeah since that show uh-huh. and so obviously you look back at it as a blessing really oh, right it's the it was the best time of my life you know i could i could die now and say that god gave me a life beyond a life you wow know? yeah that's powerful man because i know that some people who come out the other end of a reality tv show may not look back on it as as a good thing or it could be a monkey on their back or something like that but mm-hmm. it's open doors for you absolutely the fact that you're still texting with tommy lee i mean that's fucking cool yeah, <laughs> as soon as i get back to la actually man i'm, I'm gonna head up to his house and, and finish because he was like i think i want you to do like redo a couple of vocals um, <laughs> which is cool man fuck i mean t lee is rocking shit man while i'm in canada so i mean i'll do it <laughs> yeah right at the end of the podcast we're going to hear headspin right here in the studio yeah. uh that was your song that kind of uh because of canada it went uh double platinum so i thought wow. i thought i'd definitely play that i mean that they'd love the song so i'd be a fool me like i'm only gonna play new material (laughs) (laughs) it's so passe (laughs) the green room podcast is powered by 420 kingston and 420 session lounge and micro shop my wife had been listening to the song to that record adult record and i'd be just fiddling around the house doing what have you and um i'd hear the song and I was always like, man, it's such a gigantic song. I wonder if I fucked it up and made it big and just rock. Because no one was doing rock. Everyone's like, oh, rock's dead. That's bullshit. Good rock songs are dead. Like, no one writes good rock songs anymore. So no, no one's going to hear it. No one's going to get it on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're stuck with what we got. And that's fine. But... Um, so it was the wife listening to Adele that sort of got that song like the bug in your head she goes you should just you should try and do this song I'm like I was just thinking that and she's like well and I go well will you help me with it because my wife's a very talented songwriter um, and pretty savvy in the studio environment so she actually tracked my vocals on the song so <laughs> what better person to give you the the the, the scoop because if i did like a vocal that i thought was good enough she'd be like okay can i can you do another take babe with a little less suck <laughs> 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 you know we recorded it literally man in four hours and we just wanted to put it out and literally within a few months it was at like a million hits and i'm like whoa what the frick dude like yeah it's a, it's a you know doing covers is um i used to hate doing it but doing a version of someone's song that you could put your own little spin on is it's hard to do it's risky to do because 
people can get big big thumbs down or well yeah like uh, uh who was it uh the guy from uh, disturbed didn't he just do like a paul simon yeah yeah like and it's killer dude yeah like he, he was on like the tonight show doing it and like paul simon picks up the phone and calls him but it's like that's risky man mm-hmm. like that's risky yeah especially the you know paul simon stuff man like whoa yeah, that's a vocal range unto itself, right? Oh man, and I never—that's th- probably one of the best songs of all time, in my opinion. And they—they freaking, I think, made it current and better. Their own, in their own way, not better. Just they made it fucking rad, dude. I gotta—that's fucking dope. Right on. As far as it goes up here in Canada, you're just seeing some family, getting back to your roots, mm-hmm. just doing a little tour, mm-hmm. playing some gigs, and then poof, back to Nashville. When does that happen? Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna head back to LA. Right pack up all my stuff and then bounce to uh, nashville wow yeah i got a house out there and uh i'm just ready to to hit it you know i'm sick of the the hot weather every day dude it's like i'm canadian oh no don't say that because we're heading into winter here north of the wall oh i I don't mind that man as long as i got my mittens and my toque (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned your wife uh same wife that you had like in when you when we ran into each other back like i think it was like oh kendra yeah kendra yeah still only been married once and and that's the last time i'll get married that's it just (laughs) done you're the only one for me (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how um you know, like uh, the wife listening to something around the house can get into your head because uh, I I didn't used to like Mumford and Sons, but God fucking damn it, I love Mumford and Sons, and See? I'll admit it right here on microphone. Girls are just smarter and better than guys. That's my opinion. Uh, they're crazy, but so are we. But girls have this thing, man, like that sixth sense or that tenth sense. I don't know, dude, but they just get it. Like they know what's good and they know it's kind of bunk you know so I, tr- I've, I truly trust my wife's opinion you know guys get all wrapped up in their sense of pride or oh, yeah. sense of whatever all of the above dude <laughs> all the above bro <laughs> Lucas uh, thanks for popping in man and uh, best of luck seriously like Thank in, you in so much, all man. your future endeavors man and uh, I hope to see you viral again and again and again as often as possible man thank you so much my friend I love Canada and uh, I'll be back soon guys one love the satellite in my life Lost inside your eyes The vision never dies No, no But then I hear you say Let's live for the moment This time Why don't you just make up your mind Cause you make my head spin You make my head spin Why Why do you You make my head spin You make my head 
been Why Wouldn't it be nice If we found paradise Someday Oh, just take my hand We'll float in Neverland But then I hear you say Let's live for the moment This time But why don't you just make up Your mind Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.